mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. Sean from Silicon Theory here, and a special episode of the Silicon Theory Podcast coming to you tonight. And uh, I'm going to apologize in advance for the audio quality of this very special episode because I'm in New York City for the launch of the LG G7 Think uh, product tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to be dialing up Sean P. on the old conference call here and uh, see if we can't just give a quick overview of what we expect to see tomorrow. Maybe talk a little bit about the specs of the device and then what we hope happens and what we hope doesn't happen from LG's launch announcement. So hang in there and I'm going to get uh, Sean P. on the horn here and we will be right back. I can't believe you're in New York, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't believe I'm in New York either, actually, so who knew, right? Who, who would have ever thought you'd be fucking hanging out to see LG's newest flagship? Uh, I, I did, clearly. I predicted this long ago that I would have this kind of success, and I would be a worldwide jet setter. And at last, after seven long years, it's finally come true. It's pretty freaking cool. I'll have to admit, boy, I, I wish it's a first timing sampling didn't work out, but uh, pretty pretty amazing. Definitely get us, uh, you need to get us set up for the Note 9 launch somehow. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll definitely, uh, I'll figure out what we're going to do. On the plus side, the hotel that I'm staying at actually is, uh, has bunk beds. So you could have come with me and just slept on the top bunk. We'd have been fine. Yeah. Alas. <laughs> Alas, I'm busy implementing a project. Something like that. Uh, oh, man. So crazy. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about this phone, man. What do you, uh, what do you think? What do you think we're going to see tomorrow? And by that, I mean, I know that there have been some leaks recently. We saw some high-res uh, images that were posted today. But um, what, do we, what do we know uh, the G7 is going to have, and what do, we, what do we hope that it has? I think we know quite a lot at this point as far as the specs are concerned. It looks like we're getting this 6.1-inch notched display. I'm not sure we took it out exactly what the, the aspect ratio is, but it's going to be one of those taller aspect ratios, something like that, at 10. 18 like by 9, same. yeah, something like that. I think it's going to be taller than that. It looks like maybe like 19.5 or 19. Oh, maybe. yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I think I did read that, too. I think it is 19 and a half by, by 5. But, but from a spec standpoint, I mean, it looks like we're getting kind of what you expect from a flagship. We're getting the, you know, Snapdragon 845 and then different benchmarks with 6 and 4 gig of RAM, so I wonder if we'll get different variants for general regions and maybe both will kind of running around out there, but um, you know, I, think, I think you're getting one or the other probably depending on region, and then uh, you know, the display itself is this interesting super bright thousand nits LCD display from what I can tell, and there were some rumors early on that it was going to be a RGBW display, which Oh, that's right. Um, the white subpixel, right? Yeah, some makers have toyed with this in the past, and with, with lower resolution, it hasn't always looked that good because, you know, it's a pentile matrix. But uh, this one's 3120 by 1440. So I, I think with that, yeah, with that much resolution, even if it does have this white subpixel, probably the artifacting won't be too bad. And that 1,000 nits is pretty incredible. I mean, it's really, for, really bright for an LCD. That's for damn sure. It's really bright for anything. I mean, hell, I think even the iPhone. 10, which I believe has the brightest AMOLED 
in reality, something like 650 nits or something somewhere in that range. I've seen, you know, with the, the Galaxy Note 8 that they quoted a thousand nits, but that's literally if you have a single white pixel, so it's not really representative of the overall brightness of the display. So, all tricks aside, uh, that, that would be pretty neat and would really. I can't really think of any uh, environment you could possibly be in short of standing on the sun that would be so bright that you couldn't see it at that point. So. Well, you know, if you, uh, if you find your way into the middle of the Kalahari Desert and you need to have a signal light to find your way out, then uh, hopefully you'll have your G7 with you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. And then it looks like they're still they're doing a lot of stuff that I wish more Lambs would do. They, they left the headphone jacket, and they've really... They're doubling down once again on kind of their audio prowess. So we saw some things leaking out. And I can't remember exactly what the number was, but and effectively, this was using some tricks to be significantly louder from a speaker standpoint uh, than other phones on the market. And while still retaining the quad DAC if you want to use your headphones. So it looks like they're starting to put in quite a. They're replacing a big premium on this for users, the audio quality of the phone. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting to me because I saw a little bit of that, um, what they're calling, I think, boombox um, type, type sound, which looks like it literally creates an empty resonance chamber inside the phone, redirects the sound through it to then amplify what would ultimately end up being like the bass tones of this small, tinny, bottom-firing speaker. But, um, yeah, sure, let's go with that. Yeah, it looks really interesting. Like, I'm reading up on the specs again. It's t- they're quoting that it's ten times louder than others, which, you know, there's two aspects to sound, right? There's the actual how loud is it, but there's the actual quality. So I hope that it's not just loud. And sound crappy? Yeah, with poor quality, right? But um, it'll be interesting to see that... And it's kind of, look, again, I'm not sure if there's a ton of users that are running around buying their phone based off of the quality of the speaker or, you know, how loud it gets necessarily, but it's really nice to see them retain the headphone jack and put in the high quality, hi-fi quad jack and trying some new things with the way uh, their speaker works. So it's tough to stand out in the market, right? And For sure. You know, I don't know if this is what you do to get there, but I like that they were trying it and then... Uh, you know, from the camera standpoint, it looks like we're getting dual 16 uh, megapixel cameras on the back. And I believe, I don't know if I'm reading this correctly, but it's looked like we're getting duals on the front, right? And it's the same thing. Are we getting dual front facing, or is that the. Maybe that was the HTC 12. Yeah, I think that was it. I hadn't seen anything about dual front facing cameras, and I cannot imagine a single circumstance where I would need dual front facing cameras. <laughs> But um, I'd be interested to see what they do with the rear shooters because I know that they've been typically famous for their uh, single standard focal length and then a single wide angle lens, which seems to be kind of the the sweet spot the sweet spot from capturing um, you know photography. I know that Samsung and the iPhones have traditionally gone with a single focal length and a telephoto lens. Some people prefer that to the wide angle, but um, I think for my money, the wide angle is probably you know uh, maybe a better implementation. Of especially if it's done correctly. It was done really well. It wasn't great on the G6, and it was done reasonably well on the V30. They eliminated some of that fisheye um, lens look from the wide angle at the at the very edges of the image that was captured. So um, I'd be excited to see if they could have and if they actually have improved upon the quality of the images produced by the camera for sure. 
I agree, and I think that the uh, the only thing that we both probably had an issue with on the V30s camera was the front-facing camera, which was not good at all. So I'm, it was a five megapixel unit, right? Yeah, and it was the the focus was soft. It produced really blurry images, even in good light. I had several instances where I was trying to take pictures of uh, me and one of my girls, and uh, it just did not produce an image that I would want to keep. Like it, the the focus was bad, and it would consistently pick the wrong thing to focus on. Like I was trying to focus on myself, it would focus on my daughter, and if I was trying to focus on my daughter, it would focus on me. Like there just wasn't a really good crisp image that that front-facing camera produced and then when you compare it to something like the pixel 2 xl's front-facing camera my god it makes you want to just vomit it was so bad but everything else about the camera the rear-facing camera definitely was very good yeah and it was kind of a weird mission too because i think that overall the the quality of the hardware on the v30 was really kind of on point and that was a weird you know it was kind of a standout of this isn't quite up to par with the rest of the package now I think we talked about this during our review. I don't use the front-facing camera much. I don't take selfies. So to me, that would be a, on my list of things that I'm looking for very, very low on the list. Not a big deal. But, yeah, if, if I were to say, hey, you know, what things on the V30 should LG focus on if they want to make sure that their hardware is really kind of up to the market leaders, that would have been one area of improvement that looks like they're addressing that. Um, and then, you know, as far as other specs, it's IP68 water-resistant, water-dust-resistant, I should say. So that's kind of cable stakes for a flagship at this point that appears to have it. Absolutely. It sounds like it has an SD card slot. Uh, as far as memory, I'm not sure what we're going to get, but it sounds like it sounds like the minimum 64 gigabyte, and then there'll probably be some kind of 128 gigabyte period of some sort. Either one of those, from a flagship perspective, I think is adequate. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the 64 base, kind of like you say, is is almost table stakes nowadays, and especially when you see um, you know Samsung set to launch uh, a device with 256 gigs of internal storage, it's really expensive, but it's also something that you can get. And this is something where that amount of storage has really only been seen on devices like the iPhones before. So um, that that could be, if there's a skew of that, that could be really interesting to some people. Um, even though, again, you could just go out and get yourself shoot. I bought a 200 gig SD card um, for this trip just for the sole purpose of recording photography and video on it, and it cost me 55 bucks. So I bet yeah, you storage, is, storage, storage is, cheap. is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's nice that they're giving people options, though. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't want to know that. 64 is good. So I think there, again, when you're when you're looking at kind of what you want out of the flagship, it's 
checking those boxes right kind of one by one agreed, um, agreed. yeah it, it, you know from the looks of the phone and, and this is kind of a subjective thing but it has a notch and it, I'm not a huge fan of the notch I think it's visually distracting and unlike Apple none of the Android OEMs have the same kind of patent technology that Apple has where it wraps the the uh, screen underneath and it has no bottom bezel so like all of the Android phones with a notch this one has a bottom bezel but I would say overall the looks of the phone the bottom bezel it's not too large the notch doesn't bother me too much I don't I don't love it so subjectively from a look standpoint it, it's it, it looks fine I, I wouldn't say it's a standout um, but it looks fine and they look have done a good job. We've seen a couple colors leak, so we've seen kind of the silver color, and we saw the black color leak out. Out of the two, I personally prefer the black color. Um, as I, as I do I. I. I think it just I think it looks better front and back, actually. So um, I like what I saw, and I we had the V30 in black, and I thought it was a, a good looking, if kind of nondescript phone. Um, and then the other nice piece I'll say is we've already seen this leak out. LG. I think realize that people, not everyone wants the notch. So they're giving you the ability in software, it looks like it's part of the OS, to, to basically black out the sides of the notch and it rounds the corners, you know, on the screen so that it effectively just looks like you have a symmetrical top and bottom uh, black area, if you will. And I, I think probably, I don't, you know, I've given this a lot of thought. I can't decide what I would do. If I had this phone, if I would just kind of use the notch for a while and try to get used to it which is maybe what I would do or if I would just turn it off because it looks pretty good that way um, it, it puts the battery and some other things on either side of the notch but it blacks it out and, and it makes it I saw a picture of this today of one of the leaked photos and it, it looks like it just it's not even there at that point yeah and I think that after uh, after some thinking about it I, I think that I am definitely if I was going to pick up this device that would be the way that I would go um, I was actually kind of critical of the notch in our iPhone 10 review and it, it really was distracting especially watching full screen video and landscape and and like you I, I believe that while Apple has a reason to do it for their device including all the technology for face ID and, and other things where that's basically its sole point of biometric authentication, so you you have to have a notch or something else. Um, that most of the Android OEMs don't have a real good reason for doing this as of yet. Now, you know, I've heard all kinds of arguments about expanding screen real estate and you know things of that nature. But to me, it's just it's not aesthetically pleasing, and I would I would do anything to get rid of it, including walk the streets of New York City at ten forty five at night, which actually I'm not going to do, but I don't want the notch. <laughs> Uh, again, I don't love the implementation. I don't love that all the Android OEMs jumped on this. I, it's it's not my favorite design element, but all things considered, and we saw Huawei do this too. I, I think this is the kind of a, if you're an OEM and you're going to have this, the way that both of them are, are treating it, where you can turn it off and on in software, I think it's a kind of an appropriate middle ground because if you hate it, you can effectively turn it off, and if it doesn't bother you, you have that extra screen real estate. So, I don't really have any problem with what they're doing. Um, you know, and then other elements of the phone. It leaked out today. This may be some slight concern, although it'll be interesting to see that the, the leak today said the battery size is three thousand mAh. Holy! Cow. I hope that's I hope that's a misprint because that would be actually smaller than I was expecting. Same here. I would. Um, it, I'm thinking, it, you know, thirty four hundred, thirty five hundred, something like that. 
Yeah, it's 
appears to maybe have been some of the disappointment from the standpoint of sales. So, well, here's what's um, funny too. Did you see the report today that even though their sales numbers only increased three percent, their profit was up like fourteen percent, and everybody is pointing that as saying it's because the everyone is buying the iPhone ten and it's more expensive. That's why Apple's profit rose so much, and all these people that say the iPhone ten is dead are lying. I don't think it's dead, but I definitely think that they didn't sell as many as they thought because it cost $1,000. Yeah. So, yes, they, they pushed their average retail price up. So, yes, you're going to be more profitable, especially in the short term, if you do that. Um, but I would say that I, I think definitely the $1,000 seems to be the gut checkpoint for a lot of people, and they didn't sell as many as they thought as it's a $1,000 phone. No doubt. So, so what do you think? What really, can LG really get away long, with charging? This is a really long-winded way of saying, you know, if if they're really serious about capturing market share and their goal is to really kind of try to make a dent in the Apple, Samsung, Duopoly, and if you want to add Google in there with the Pixel kind of triopoly, I think I'm making up words now. You are. Uh, I think if you want to launch this, if you want to launch this aggressively, uh, you would launch for $699. Now, I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll probably launch it for $799, hmm. but I also wouldn't be too shocked to see something higher. Anything higher, though, I, I just think it's a mistake because there's already incentives on the Galaxy S9. And if you put them side by side, especially for the average consumer, I'm not sure. Samsung has all the marketing advantage, and they already have the, you know, kind of the name brand advantage, and people buy Galaxies. And I don't see how LG breaks into that. If, if the phone even costs the same, I think it has to cost less. So... You know, in, a, in a perfect world, I wish they would come out tomorrow, show you guys the phone, and say it's going to be available two weeks from today for $699 on every carrier. Go get yours. I don't think that's likely. I'm not even sure we'll get a release date tomorrow. And I, I'm expecting a price probably closer to $799 or potentially up. So, um, yeah, and the only thing what that do you, what do you think? Yeah, the only thing that gives me pause is I know the V30s. Um, it's overpriced. Let's just say you know, let's just say what it is. It's overpriced. But the G series has traditionally been kind of the lower end flagship that LG releases, and I think you're right. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what kind of money they're making on margin at six ninety nine, but I think somewhere between six ninety nine and seven forty nine is probably a good target price. And I agree with you. I think that it doesn't matter what they charge for it if they can't get it into stores in less than a month or around a month's time frame. Like if, you know, Verizon was going to get it and then AT&T was going to get the week after that and then T-Mobile and Sprint the week after that, like that would be uh, a good rollout from LG. And I think somewhere between $699 and $749 would be a good price point for them because I think, like you say, there there's some incentives on other good phones that are out there right now. And I think if they come in at or, you know, maybe slightly under in some cases, um, the competing OEMs that they have a that they have a chance because you're right they're competing against Apple and they're competing against Samsung and in some instances Google with the vast majority of those three companies possessing the largest mind share of smartphone buyers these days and you know we've talked about this in the past people are going to walk into a, a carrier store and they're going to buy whatever is pimped to them and it's going to be you know are you Android or iPhone and if you're Android here's the Samsung Galaxy phone enjoy and I don't know what LG has to do to to get past that, but starting at a lower price and getting it in stores quickly would be a good start. No, absolutely, and I think they do have a chance to kind of break through again. We said this before. It always feels like every time that Apple and Samsung need to kind of slip up a little bit, 
we go, hey, there's an opportunity for someone else to kind of crack the road and gain some market share, but no one ever seems to actually pull it off for a variety of different reasons. But again, I think this is a perfect year for that. The Galaxy S9 and 9 Plus are all great phones, and we kind of talked about this, are boring a little bit. I mean, they look the same. can't really tell the difference. I feel like they're still the most well-rounded Android phone. we discussed this kind of you know, poor, but they are boring. Like, if you walk into a you know, phone uh, store and you're looking at phones, I don't think they elicit a lot of excitement. Uh, and I feel the same way about the iPhones for the most part. The 10 is fine, but it costs $1,000. The other two look the same as they look for the last four generations. So... I think there is an opportunity for someone, another company, to make, make an inroad and, and potentially, um, uh, you know, pick up someone or whatever. But they, people always just seem to fumble this, and, and this is this is I don't know. This is a good opportunity for LG to do that. I don't think people are particularly excited by what's out there right this second. We're kind of in a weird area for phones right now where things are stagnated out. It's like if they price this aggressively and they got it on all networks. They have some interesting stuff going on. It, the screen's an interesting piece of technology. It has all the flagship bells and whistles. It has this, you know, large screen and waterproof and dual cameras and, the, and everything you kind of want. So it's like, I, I think they do have an opportunity to kind of break through, but it, that's really predicated on they have to get it out at a price point that gets people's attention. They have to get it out in a timely manner and they have to get it out at all of their retailers. Historically, LG is just... For, for whatever reason, and we don't know what's going on on the business development side, they've been unable to do that. But I, I wish they, you know, I, I hope they can because it would be great to see them. You know, they make great phones. I know they've had some bad luck. They have the boot loop issue and some other things. But the V30, I think, was one of the best phones last year. I would stand by that. And, I, you know, I, I think it's good to have competition. I, I would like to see something more than the Samsung Apple duopoly. And if LG is kind of pushing things that comes out with something interesting that could be them but um, they have to you know they have to get out quickly they have to get a price point that makes sense and they just historically have not been able to turn the corner on the kind of taking momentum um, and running with it so we'll see hopefully they do tomorrow Yep, absolutely. Hopefully, like I say, we well, not hopefully, but we'll know more tomorrow for sure. We may not know specific launch dates, and we may not know specific prices, but we'll we'll know a little bit more, and then I'll have some hands-on time with the device to specifically check out the display, check out the the sound quality if the room's not super loud. Um, anything else that you want me specifically to test in the hands-on? No, man. I would say definitely get some sleep. I know it's later there. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Know, have a good time. I know we discussed some of the things that we've got these things, so definitely take a look and let us know what you think about the notch and the screen. Uh, take some pictures, although I know the event's not the greatest uh, format for this, but I still would like to see what the cameras are capable of. But, uh, man, have a great time. I'm so jealous. You have no idea. And uh, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. It's going to be, you know, we've seen this week out for the last couple months and talked about it, and it's like, you know, you're going to have your hands off tomorrow. It's very exciting. Yeah, it's uh, like I say, we've been talking about it for a while, and finally, at long last, it's here. So thanks for getting on the call with me, man. I really appreciate it. Man, have fun tomorrow. As I said, wish I was there next time. We're not launching a giant project. For sure. So uh, can't wait to see your hands off. Absolutely. All right. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye.
So thanks again for listening, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. And remember, we'll have our hands-on footage up over on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Follow me on social. I am at Silicon Theory uh, this week on our Instagram feed. So I'm going to have some stories there and some other stuff from our trip to New York City. So make sure you check that out. Appreciate you. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.